0: yeah we go boink Woo! yeah
1: thank you for that intro j Ringo, and welcome to another episode of the project brief if you don't know what the project brief is it's a little episode run by me on the boink radio where i talk about a boink project and i talk about it in simple terms not all the fancy mumbo jumbo science stuff Although some people are interested in that, and I talk about that sometimes. But anyway, whatever I say here, you'll be able to understand no matter what your background is or whether you come from science, and that's the brilliance of Boink. All right, J. Ringo, what's your favorite video game? Ooh, hmm. Like, that still exists and I still play? Or like from days of yore? Oh, no, this is
0: a really serious question. You're not just getting a throwaway answer here. You can just ask someone their favorite video. Uh, Age, of... Favorite. <laughs> Age of Empires 2. Um, the the rising of choice.
1: Rome, you know. Interesting choice. Um, I'm probably going to have to go with one that's a bit more modern. Uh, I like my Team Fortress too. Mm, I like Develop. TFC.
0: TFC was a solid game. Can we just not do the project brief and talk about video games for the next half hour?
1: We're just about to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god, how exciting. Let's go.
1: We're talking about Minecraft at home. And Ooh, okay. We playing Minecraft on the Boink radio, but we we're going to be talking about the Boink project Minecraft at home. Alright, this project aims to discover the weird and fantastical and spooky parts of Minecraft. Uh, it's a fun little project, It's not. Uh, it doesn't focus on rigorous science, but it's one of those projects where people come in and do it for fun. Just like we talked about Goofy X-Grid, and this follows on my uh, quest to find all of the fun projects rather than all the science ones. Alright, uh, so there's probably a couple of people that might be listening that don't know what Minecraft is, and for those people, I pray for you. But if you don't know what <laughs> it is, just quickly, it is a voxel-based sandbox game, which means that basically you're in a world of blocks, you place blocks, you build stuff, you break blocks, you survive, you try and survive, and you're in a randomly generated world. So um, you've got to go around and find stuff and discover things and explore. So you're probably thinking, why is there a Boink project to do with Minecraft at home? Why not? <laughs> uh, there, there are people who are very passionate about Minecraft and they wanted to stretch it to the limits. They wanted to see how far they can take it and what would happen if you take it that far. And uh, the possibilities are literally endless. It's randomly generated uh, and there's millions, billions of blocks, basically an infinite amount of blocks, depending on how far you travel or explore in the game. So literally there's an endless possi- there's a seemingly endless possibility of possibilities. And so that's the brilliance of this project, Minecraft at Home is working on probabilities to try and find the most craziest and wacky stuff in Minecraft. Uh, Mainly we're looking for stuff like glitches, so bugs, uh, issues that might occur, not critical ones that crash the game and make everyone's experience terrible, but ones that are maybe weird, spooky, or maybe even quite fun. Uh, and also we're trying to find secrets as well. There's a couple of secrets, as people say, Easter eggs in Minecraft as well. So some people wanted to find uh, some of the things that Minecraft, the original developers were trying to hide maybe in the game as a story or a special world or something like that. Uh, okay, so here is the first discovery of Minecraft at home. And they've made, quite, they've, they've made leaps and bounds uh, since they came up because they've only started not too long ago. The first discovery is to do with cactuses, or cacti, <laughs> as the proper term. Uh, so in Minecraft, there are cacti, and they usually appear in a desert biome, because that's the only place where cacti live, apparently, and uh, they usually grow to about three blocks high in normal Minecraft. Um, but there's a small glitch, and rare there's a rare glitch where they grow an extra few blocks high because of some weird generation issue. So when the world gets generated, there's often, uh, there's sometimes an issue with cac- a cacti, and they grow an extra block or two. Okay, And so this bug can actually be a bug for itself. So the bug can occur, and then the bug occurs on the bug, and then whatever tried to fix the bug, the bug works on that again. And so eventually you get a really, really, really tall cactus. And so uh, Minecraft at Home is working on finding the tallest cactus in Minecraft. And so far, we found a cactus of 22 blocks. Uh, And you can go and check out the Minecraft at Home Discord or the Minecraft at Home Boink website, uh, project website, if you want to see any progress on the uh, cacti that we've found. And so 22 blocks is pretty ridiculous <laughs> In Minecraft, that's that's like huge Because your character in Minecraft, for those of you that don't know, is about 2 blocks high For scale uh, So a cactus is not really meant to be 22 blocks, but we managed to find one Thanks to the power of Boink Now, discovery number 2 uh, The famous menu screen panorama So, on the Minecraft menu screen there's, uh, on the modern games, there's a panorama of, ma- of a world. Uh, we don't know what that world is, we're not able to access that world, it's just a static picture that shows some sort of Minecraft world that uh, the developers thought was cool and just said, yo, let's just put this as a panorama. And so the menu screen will warp around that pa- uh, panorama and show pretty much show you the world. Now, some people wanted to find that world. Naturally, we wanted to go in and see, can we turn this panorama into an actual, well, virtual Minecraft world? (laughs) And uh, in about 24 hours, as soon as the project launched, we found it. (laughs) It was pretty uh, pretty fantastic that the project released within 24 hours and all the work was done. For a bit of scale on how much work was actually done, there was 93 days worth of computing time Worth a total of 54.5 exaflops computed in 24 hours. So that's pretty... that's big. That's huge. 93 days... I'll repeat that again, because it is is a huge number. In 24 hours, 93 days worth of processing occurred. Let that sink in. (laughs) And from that processing, we found the actual Minecraft world that is the panorama on the menu screen. And the great thing about all of these discoveries is that they're verify they're verifiable by you. You can go onto Minecraft right now, take the seeds that were discovered by the uh, by the Minecraft at Home project, and you can plug them into your own game, and you can find them and and go to there go there and see them in your own game. So it, it's a very tangible discovery. It's It's one of the most types of hands-on science, if it is classified as science, because we are essentially doing um, trial and error here. And it's very hands-on, and it's what people love. People love having something that they can compute with their computer, and then they come back to later and see exactly what happened. It's just like the screensavers on Boink. When uh, when Seti first came on and made Boink, they said we need a screensaver. Screensavers are going to be something that people love. You'll compute something on your computer, and it'll display in front of you as something that you can either see or touch. And in this case, we can virtually touch it <laughs> by making a Minecraft world. And so it reminds it reminds us of the story of Seti at home creating Boink and their screensavers, which we've talked about a couple times on the Boink Radio. And it it. It was so effective. Minecraft at Home was so effective that uh, people loved it so much that the Minecraft at Home Discord server went from a couple hundred people to thousands of users in days. It was so popular. And I'm just seeing in the chat here, yes, Minecraft in VR is one step further where you can almost physically touch (laughs) the discovery. Uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of stories, I spoke with uh, one of the project admins, and they shared uh, some—they they shared some stories about how Minecraft at Home took off and what they're uh, trying to do in the future, and what they what they think that their project means to them. So uh, I talked to uh, a VCO, uh, and he's one of the project admins. And uh, they mentioned to me that they started out basically as just a bunch of nerds coming together and uh, tinkering with some software to find some stuff in Minecraft because they, they saw someone doing the cactus thing or they saw someone doing something else as well. And they said, "Why don't we do this? Let's make a let's make a computing server or something and run it on some cloud computing software." And so they did that, uh, but it was quite an expensive expensive experiment for something that, I don't know, maybe wasn't going to make money or wasn't going to kick off into anything or make a real scientific discovery. But it was fun. <laughs> Even with the cost of the cloud computing, it was fun. And they managed to actually get pretty far with a couple experiments. But then uh, it, it came to them and one of them uh, stumbled upon and mentioned Boink and said, yo, why don't we just stick this on here? Because it makes sense. People want to come on and volunteer their power to compute for something they love, which is Minecraft at home. Uh, you don't have to fork out so much money to buy computing clusters in the cloud and and run all that when you can just get the volunteers who are passionate about Minecraft already to come on and start searching for stuff. And so their cloud computing uh, software and their cloud computing, sorry, their cloud computing cluster, their computer that they run on in the cloud is now their Boink server. <laughs> so uh, it's it's a great uh, it's a great founding story and uh, they also mentioned that even though they're not in it for the science and they're not doing any rigorous science the main hope that they have is that they attract people to boink and maybe a portion of those people who come and join boink uh in minecraft at home will go on and find other projects that they can do and uh even if it's a small portion you get a couple, you get five thousand people, and you get about what ten percent of those people who see other stuff in Boink, and then ten percent of those people who stay on for the long time in Boink, and that's how we get crunches. That's how we attract people to Boink and get people computing to science and also to Minecraft if you want to crunch Minecraft. But uh, it's a great thing, and uh, it's. It, it, it really goes on to some of the marketing aspects of Boink that we've talked about in the Boink radio. And it also goes on to um, some of the just user experience parts of Boink that we've also talked about in gamification. Um, the admin said that they have some things that they want to put in the pipeline in the future. They're open to it. Uh, it's going to be slow, though. Uh, so they're not going to put in so much things at once, they're going to keep it slow, they're going to start doing other stuff. I have no spoilers for anyone, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I haven't seen any of the classified stuff, but so I can't tell you what, what's coming next, but I'll tell you there is still work to do in Minecraft at home. But anyway, um, Minecraft at home is a GPU only project, because Minecraft runs in OpenCL for those guys that are interested, uh, and it runs on most platforms, so, uh, Windows, Linux, and Mac. I'm pretty sure. Uh, and that brings us to the end of the project brief. And next time, I don't know what I'm doing, but I am open to suggestions because I'm starting to run out of projects to do for the project brief. Uh, question time now. <laughs> awesome. When the questions come in, I just want to, uh, yeah. This
0: To me, this is the most important project to come to Boink since SETI at Home started. Uh, so I mean, I don't want to get to these guys' heads a little too much. But uh, Minecraft at home is doing what SETI at home set out to do in the 90s. It's redoing it. And uh, you can see it through their videos. A little context for like that, um, or uh, with the reach of their videos, their YouTube videos. A little context for the uh, the opening panorama thing you were talking about, Delta. People have been trying to find that seed since Minecraft came out. Like, So they've been doing this for like 10 or 15 years. And then these guys spin up a project and get it in a day. That is insane. They yeah. put, uh, there was a, it was highlighted on a YouTube video. They got millions of views. Uh, that's why their Discord went from like a couple hundred to 5,000 plus people. And it's still growing, it's still getting people in. And it's just the the cleverness behind how you do make that a boink project. It's kind of, uh, I can't wrap my head around it completely. It's too technical for me, but I understand how. That's not just a straightforward data crunching thing. You have to be able to match the seed you find with the 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 map in your in your crunching, and it's like it's a little. So sort of like the the out of the box thinking for this project is kind of crazy, and the fact that they're continuing to do more, it costs them, it costs them money to do this because it became such a big project accidentally, and their their core team continues to grow. So they're like you said, like they might bring in five thousand people, and ten of them go to ten percent of them go to other Boink projects. Well, ten percent of them might also become Boink developers. They they're playing with the Boink code. I've talked to a lot of them. Uh, they see problems with the Boink code that they want to help fix stuff like that, and it's bringing in people who are interested in Minecraft, which is a very relatable thing to young computer enthusiasts uh and, and it's bringing them to boink it's just absolutely fucking amazing and the only reason they can do it is like they could have used any computing infrastructure but they really practically could have only used boink because boink is a permissionless system where all you need to do is spin up a freaking server and build an application and you're good to go like, they, they could have done and we always use folding at home because there's a very popular other distributed computing platform doing great work with protein folding, they could have gone to those guys and be like, hey, can you put our application on your folding at home infrastructure? I'm like maybe they would, maybe they wouldn't, probably not because it's not protein folding, right? Boink, that's the whole thing about Boink. It's this permissionless thing where a couple passionate people can get together and build this really cool project and get more uh, passionate people to
1: come in to help. It's, it's just amazing. Yeah, uh, You got and a couple questions that came in. For what the application actually is, because I don't know, what the actual application does but considering that it's a gpu application that we're running on our computers for minecraft at home uh it can take advantage of parallelism uh, of the gpu and so i would think that what they're trying to search for uh, is being highly parallelized so maybe you're searching for a couple you're searching a couple worlds at once or maybe if you want to compare for example the panorama of the home screen then you'd maybe want to make that world you'd build it manually Take all those blocks, turn it into an array of some sort, and then parallel try and find it using the parallelism of the GPU in a particular world. So the GPU is quite powerful, and that's the main reason why that uh, the 93 days in 24 hours actually popped up because of the GPUs, because they're so so powerful in terms of parallelism, and because Minecraft is just a whole world of blocks, parallelism works well.
0: Yeah, and it, it it's uh. The folks who started this, I think, I was talking to Chip the other day, and he says he's been in distributed computing for ages. So it's like in, in volunteer distributed computing. So you bring, like, I basically have no idea what you just said, so I'm going back to it the side. <laughs> so it, it, it just makes sense to, and, and they're doing this to bring more people into distributed computing, and that their GPU is great, because everyone has a GPU, because they're all gamers. And like SACPOP, was asking questions here like why um, could could you do this for other video games? because it just seems practical. I know Delta, you and I have
1: like joked about doing it for Fortnite, like build the highest tower or something yeah. like that. Uh, well yeah, it really depends on how you want to bring it to a different game. like I mean you could probably make something that trains an AI to play a game. that's a pretty easy one. Uh, but in terms of actually finding stuff within the game and finding secrets or stuff like that, it's really difficult and it really depends on the game. Like, I think Sackpop just mentioned Call of Duty at home. I don't think in Call of Duty at home you're going to find a thing to make the best sen- uh, the, to to find a glitch with sentry placement or something like that because Call of Duty isn't very open. Uh, I know VCO here is saying that Minecraft is very open. You can do lots of stuff, including programming with it. Um, But yeah, I'd say for other games, if you want to make an AI to play it, that's very doable with Boink. Um, But if you're trying to find stuff within the game like Minecraft at Home is doing, it's not very optimal. Yeah, and he's also saying here the main thing you can think about for games is like
0: building a Deep Blue and an AlphaGo sort of stuff where you're trying to build like the best player for
1: it. Yeah, that, interesting. that's the time.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting challenge, but the, the fact that it reaches such a wide audience, I think, carries a lot of potential. Uh, I look forward to
1: hearing from them at the Boink Workshop.
0: Wink! I hope.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, I hope to see some more developments from them, too, um, because they did say that they are looking to put in some new stuff. So, can't wait to see some of the new stuff. Absolutely. This is great. Goofy X Grid is still like a fun project, like a better project,
0: a funner project, because there's a bunch of monkeys in a room on a typewriter. Come on. But it's <laughs> pretty
1: good. This is a real project. Rest in <laughs> peace, so- Goofy Grid. <laughs> rest in <is> peace. <laughs> right, uh, um, are there any other questions that I might have missed? I think this uh, is the second one. Yeah, I think that's it.
0: Woo, boy! Yeah! yeah.
1: Thank you, to everyone. Okay, I'd better I'd better do the outro now. Uh, okay, so thank you everyone for coming and visiting me in my episode of Minecraft at Home for the project brief. Uh, I'll see you in a fortnight. Not talking about fortnight, but in a fortnight. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jeringo. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll see you in a fortnight. I'll find some project because I'm starting to run out of projects and I couldn't find a good one to say that I'm going to be doing in 2 weeks but nevertheless I will be there and I will have a project so I'll see you guys later scattering at home yes scattering at home
0: let's go <laughs>